It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here we go, guys. This is going to be the best show we ever had. We got not John Shear, who we're going to just mute all night because he's a trash throw fan. Jake Malik. Jeez, meet me right, mute me right now because I'm about to call you out. Go ahead. I I thought we were going to like let bygones be bygones until we talked about that series. We we're we're starting out hot. I I love dropping it it like it's hot. We got Jake Malik on the bottom of this is sideline sports. Let's get started right away. Let's go. Four fifteen this afternoon. Our producer was quite sad and upset because the Yankees (laughs) clinched the series with a three-run homer at the bottom of the first. The G-Man, baby. And it was oh. all Yankees after that. So what a way to start. I mean, you know, I, I just looked up. I didn't have a chance to settle in, have a beer, and the game was over. <laughs> you just you, – Literally. You, you, you flipped the game on barely, and all of a sudden, boop, game's over. It's oh. – I mean, it, it took – all it took was one walk, one hit by pitch. Hit by pitch. And one swing, and the game was over. That was it. Took, it. Took, took what, maybe – all of 10, 12 pitches, maybe, maybe. So, I, don't, I don't know how many pitches we're throwing, but maybe 12 pitches we're talking about, and the game I was already to, over. I want you to think of the saga of the Yankee fan for a second. Last night, they they struggle in traffic to get to the stadium to watch game five. They sit there about yeah. three hours before they're told, ah, eh, we're not going to do it. The weather cleared up, but you know what? Go home. We're going to play tomorrow afternoon. Now you got to travel back to the Bronx. If you can get <laughs> Pay the day for parking work, again, possibly, by the way. Right. If, if you're you going the, back. If you can get the day off of work, because right. now it's last minute, you know, you can't and, make schedules. And also now it's during the middle of the day. It's at 4.15. It's right. not 4:15 in the evening. evening. Sit back in that traffic again to get there. And the game's over in about 20 minutes. I mean, yeah, you got to see your team win. But yeah, think but about that. You, need, you really minutes. need to show up. And see it, the first inning. After that, it didn't mean anything. Everything else well, was just putting You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like, and you know, JB and I would know a little something about this. You know, back in the '80s, you know, you pay like that $69.99 for uh, a Mike Tyson pay per view just to see him knock the guy out in a minute. That's basically exactly. what happened. That, that's you know, that's basically what happened. You know, they they were the spinks of Game Fives today. Yeah. You know, it was pretty bad. Uh, Look, and you know what, gentlemen, I I did this when I walked, when I came on, and JT was here, our producer, and he's a Cleveland fan. So I just want to say to all our Cleveland fans, to Josh Naylor, to the Guardians, bye-bye, baby. Bye-bye, baby. Because you're not going to the ALCS. You're not playing the Astros. As Glaber Torres, our lovely Yankees second baseman, said, 
guys can watch it at home. And you know what? I love it because all these people were, oh, the Yankees are going to lose. I mean, if anywhere you looked on the internet, I swear, everywhere I looked, everybody said the Yankees are going to use, Yankees lose, Yankees lose. I said, I get you want to pick the underdog, but you guys picked the wrong one. The underdog you should have been picking were the Padres, apparently. Well, good riddance to this week off between wild card and buys because ah. look at how bad. And okay, I know the Astros won. Really quickly, but they were not easy wins. I was gonna say it's not like they no, won they were, with ease. They, they, they had to work oh, for those wins. One, one, I think JB turned fifty by the time that game was over. <laughs> you mean their <laughs> last one when it what went eighteen innings? They scored yes, one it. run in eighteen innings. I mean, the, come on, had the Mariners you know managed that series better? I think we're looking at the Yankees, the only team getting through. You know, because they could have won yeah. all three of those games, but. That's neither here nor there. I think the week off is a huge detriment to these teams. MLB's got to do one of two things. Add two more teams to the playoffs or figure out a format where you're not doing this because this is just a bad look for, you know, to have your top seeds get destroyed. Well, well, uh, here's a suggestion. What about – what about maybe cutting the regular season down just a few games just to make the wild card series a best of seven? You know what the issue, the issue with that is? Still, you have the buys. You got to get rid of the buys because the in sure. baseball, it's not a sport where buy is good. And then on top of that, you know, a team like Kansas City or Oakland that's not in the playoffs is losing money. Where a team like the Yankees and the Astros, who are perennially in the playoffs, are going to make that money for the playoff game. So you got to come up with a way to do it that's fair for yeah. everybody. Because you know, it's all about money when it comes down to it. And the players aren't going to want to give up games because it's stats and that's their contracts. It's fair. You know, so yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, Aaron Judge doesn't hit 62, yeah. right? I mean, exactly. and I agree, that's just that's just one example. And I'm saying that because I'm a Yankees fan. But also, it was pretty cool for all baseball fans. And, Jay, I'm sure you can even admit, even though you don't like the Yankees, it was pretty cool yeah. to witness some history. I mean, no, it was, you like but, it or not. You know, and you lose that but, history if we cut down the regular season possibly. So you got to weigh the pros and cons. Now, again, that's with also the idea of hindsight that I know what happened. I wouldn't have known that before the season started. Nobody did. Right. No, I get it. You know, I mean, I am a, a – I'm always a fan of the sport. I'm always a, a fan of the sport first before the team, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to sit up here and say, you know, you got those people who will say like, you know, oh, well, if my Steelers aren't playing and I'm not watching football. Yeah. yeah. They're team fans, and that's okay. They're not a fan of the sport. They can't sit there and say, I'm a football fan. No, you're a Steelers fan because you'll only watch the Steelers. You know what I mean? Lord knows I'm a football fan because I just watched and tried to make fun of two atrocious Thursday night games. Now, as far as, as, you know, baseball goes. We haven't got to that yet. We haven't got to that in a bit. We we'll get to that debacle, though, as Jordan Long's Denver Broncos. (laughs) We'll talk about that in a few. Yeah, you know, uh, but as far as as what Judge did, like for the game of baseball, like no, nah, that was great for him. You know what I mean? Right. That, that 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 was really good. I'm 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 glad he, he hit that. I was yeah. glad to see uh, Pujols hit 700. You know, exactly. so I mean, for the sake of the sport, you know, yeah, I can do that because at the end of the day, I'm a baseball yeah, fan. No. You know, first um, tennis sport first always. Yeah, no. So real quick, I got a, one more thing about the Yankees, and it's not even about the team. Did either of you actually sit and watch any of the game? If you didn't, it's okay. I'm just curious. Well, I had my laptop right next to me while I was working, okay. and I looked and I saw uh, Stanton go yard, and I was like, "Yeah, okay. it's over." Did Did you listen to any of the game at all? 
I couldn't because I, I work right, with no a headset. So, JB, yeah. Did you, did you listen so to I, any of this game, this game or any of the games, rather, really? So, the only game I got to listen to, I forget which one it was. It was um, okay. where the I forgot who hit it. Where uh, Sterling made the call and the guy right, got so thrown out. See, you were listening to Sterling, so it's even better. Okay, the reason I bring this up is because for five games, I was tortured like no other person should be. And, and this is not me, but I just happen to be of the three of us here, the one that listened to every game. Bob Costas has to be the most boring announcer I've ever listened to. Oh my God, he just talks like this and has such a very modest voice and and says nothing. But then today was the icing on the cake, and I took a screenshot of the tweet to remind me what happened. Um, One of the Yankees beat reporters, uh, his name is Brian Hoke, um, he tweeted this out, and I'll explain why he wrote it. He said, did Bob Costas just say the Yankees didn't win the World Series in 2009? And the reason I I say that, why that was tweeted was, Bob Costas was talking, um, you know, all about the history of the Yankees, and it was great to listen to him. Whatever I was, you know, I'm always a fan of hearing how great my team was in the past and all that's nice. And he was saying, you know, for the Yankees with such a rich history, they want to get back to the World Series, which is absolutely true. And he says, and the Yankees haven't been to the World Series since 2009, which was correct. But then the next sentence out of his mouth was. And the Yankees haven't won a World Series since Joe Torre's early 2000s Yankees had a three-peat. And all I could think was, did 2009 just not happen to you? Did just did Philly go back-to-back? The Yankees just lost? And then, to make it somehow worse but also better, after the commercial break, he comes out and not only apologizes for the mistake, he admits he was at the game that the Yankees won when they won the World Series in 2009. So yeah. all I could think was, how do you forget that? Like, if yeah. you weren't at the game, fine. But right. you're physically at the game. How do you forget yeah. that, man? I know you're at. I know you're at a lot of because the the yeah. career of Bob Costas. You're at right. a lot, a lot of big games. But you know the biggest ones you typically don't forget. And, I will agree with you. York. How do you forget yeah. that? That's I will point. agree with you that he's a way better interviewer and journalist than he is a yes. commentator. I agree completely. Right. I just I heard that and. Look, I get it. People make mistakes, and it's not to pick on him that he made a mistake. It's just, it's combined with his announcing and everything. It was like just the culmination was like, oh, this is just, this is the icing on the cake for me right now. Not only were you boring for five straight games, but then you forgot a Yankee championship. You acknowledged that they played in the World Series in 09 and then forgot that they won. And well, forgot that on. you attended. That's funny. Exactly. Like, come on. Like, if he, just, <laughs> if he glossed over the fact that they even were there in 09, cool. Fine. Like, it's somehow better because at least he's just – he's forgetting the event existed as a whole. It's Instead, he acknowledged they were there and they just <laughs> forgot they won, forgot the result. So, I just – I had to say something because I was like – you. I think it's on, actually man. worse – if you forgot that you were there because yeah. you were there in person, it's one That's, thing for like Jake to forget that this happened, but you would think if Jake was there, there. he should know. Time out. Like, time, time, time out. James Harden's back, guys. I oh, great. Celtic game. He's been, oh, wow. The old James Harden. What is, how many points? 
He had 16 last time I checked, but he's he just wow. hit a, a step back three as the shot clock expired. He looks good. Where are they? Oh, wow. Spurt, where, what quarter are they in? Against the weight loss actually worked. Wow. It's 63-61 Phillies, uh, Philly. But what a game. I mean, you know, watching this. Yeah, I don't Harden's know. It's just like Harden's got 22 points already. This wow. is like this is like a, a sports fan's dream. We got baseball, we got hockey, we got basketball. October, There's a college basketball great. game going this on. Is, I always tell people, all sports you're a sports are going. fan. This is the greatest time of the year, and I'm October. just waiting for the day. I, you know, and and I I hope Thursday will be the day. It's very possible. I haven't looked at the schedule. There will be one of each game on a Thursday. Yeah, and I is. can't. There should be. I mean, I don't know the schedules, but I just tend to think there will be one hockey game and at least one basketball game on there's Thursday. There's definitely a hockey game. There's right? definitely. I got, yeah, I got to get more so, TVs for and, the man cave. And there's there's definitely got to be some kind. One of the baseball games should be on then. Yeah. I assume the Yankees might even be playing Thursday. I don't know. Again, I don't know think the schedule so. for that yet. Yeah, because game two will but, be right after game one. But either way, that is just going to be like that's the best. That is oh, truly the best. It is those so days I mean, that are my favorite. Where I can go, I can wake up in the morning and I can just go, what do I feel like watching now? What do I feel like watching next? And there's going to be something worth you watching something on on. the entire day. And it's it's just great. Even though Thursday Night Football has been a giant disaster, which I know let's we want to talk about. Right so, to, let's get right so, to that. It, right. It's a good segue. Let's talk about how terrible Thursday Night Football has been. Oh, mm. it's been bad. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, Dude, first of all, shout out to Jordan Long, man. Me and him kind of went back and forth on on Three Chicks in a Pod just now. I just want to let everyone at home know that Ciara's husband pulled off the greatest train heist <laughs> in Broncos history. No, it's just history, period. People, dude, people came at me for paying Brock Oswald 172 mil. This? This? This is Brock. bad. This is... This is a special kind of bad. And real quick, speaking of robbery, there's a fantasy football league that I referenced last week, Jay. Um, all three of us are in this league, actually. And Jay, yeah. I don't know how much you pay attention to it. i got to be honest. I don't think you do. Um, I currently lead the whole league with a record of 5-1. and one. Jay, right behind me with 4-2. and two. So, first of all, good work on that. But the reason I bring this up is <laughs> I kind of just won the championship for the second time in three years, and it's only going into week seven because – the man himself, the pundit's pundit, Jacob Christner, just gave me quite possibly the best trade I've ever had, ever. And I got a shout out to him. He's my favorite trade partner in all my leagues. I have two leagues with him. He's my favorite trade partner. I made to trade him Tyree Kill, who great receiver, of course, and Kareem Hunt, who for me on my team doesn't even come close to cracking my lineup because my running backs on that team are uh, Austin Eckler and Josh Jacobs. So He's not even going to sniff my lineup, and he's definitely mm-hmm. not sniffing my flex. And I managed to trade those two gentlemen for Amon Ross St. Brown, who, if you know anything about fantasy football, is a phenomenal receiver for the Detroit mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, I also got Christian McCaffrey. So, um, Jay, JB, I know you don't pay attention to that league as much, or other league you pay attention to yeah. more. But, gentlemen, I just wanted to say I'm sorry, but it is over because now my, my running backs my, – Josh Jacobs is my flex. I mean – I have Joe Burrow, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Pittman Jr., Amon Ross St. Brown, Zach Ertz, Josh Jacobs, the Bucks defense, Daniel Carlson, and not to mention I have D-Hop, who comes back this week. This week. Sitting on my bench. 
because my team is yeah. that good. I don't have a spot to start him. I definitely pay attention uh, to this league, and I will say <laughs> that Jacob Christner has been your general manager oh, for yeah. the better part of this season. Oh, and no. and JB and, knows in our other I mean, league, he does the same exact stuff. He gives me the best trades. I want anything from him. I go, hey, Jacob, can I can I trade for this guy? And the answer nine times out of ten is yes, and it works so- every time. He it's almost training. like I don't know. I don't know if any of you have played Monopoly drunk, but usually the drunkest person you can cut some like you can cut some. Like, oh yeah, oh, look, and some con this, man deals. This is no disrespect to Jacob. Look, Jacob hasn't played a lot. He's still learning. But man, that yeah. was a trade where I was like, "Wow, I can't believe I got away with that one." I was like, "I can't believe that really worked." I gave you a bench running back to get Christian McCaffrey who might be traded, which we will talk about shortly because I do want to talk about that. And Amon Ross St. Brown as my second receiver. And the way I look at it is if he's hurt and he sucks, all right, DeAndre Hopkins, you go play. Just throw him in the lineup. I don't have to worry. I I beat Matt uh, two years ago. I had Alvin Kamara on Christmas Day. For all our fans out there that maybe remember that, he had like six touchdowns and he went just absolutely – Oh, yeah. One me a championship that year. And now this year, barring injuries or some colossal meltdown between my entire team, I've won again uh, two out of three years. It's pretty pretty good. And, uh, yeah. Remember so, this episode. So, Jay, it's, when you, when you come on and Jake loses, just, just remember, when he loses, someone should just step in. I'm not beating him because I can care less. There's nobody involved. I just <laughs> control my guys to start if I have a chance to look at it. Because hey, I'm looking hey at you beat me this week, man. You beat me in a different but, league. Yes, I beat yeah. you in a fourth league. Buddy involved. With some – with some injuries, but don't worry. I have some more trades on the horizon. It My might be you know, getting real good. I mean, I'm not overlooking nobody. It might it might come down to me and Jake again because we had a, a slugfest that last meeting. That, 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 you beat me by what, like five points? Something like that, yeah. But to be fair, my team has just drastically improved. Even though I lose Tyreek Hill, I mean, I just added a top 10 receiver and I have a top you know 10 who's receiver. who's not drastically back. improved? The Denver Broncos. Oh, God, please. Do we have. Hold on. Now, I know we talk all sports, and I take pride in that. Do we have to talk about them? Yes. 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 Please. We got many, to. How many we yards have did Russell to. Wilson have in the so second half? so bad. How many yards did they have in the second half yesterday? Was it like 35 or something like that? I was going to say under not 50, even. I believe. Not even. I think it was 15. 15, that's right, yeah. 15. Russell Wilson started off 10 of 10. That then he great. went 3-11. It was so nice. Like, wow, this is his game. Russ is like, going to cook. Russ is back. And then he goes, no, nah, I'm done. He just right decided now, I'm done. Right now, if you put Daniel Jones next to Russell Wilson, I prefer you Daniel would take Jones. Daniel Jones in a second. You know why? Because he at least will win me games. At this point, he doesn't suck as much, and he wins games. And who would have thought we would be sitting here saying, more importantly, the Seahawks have the better quarterback. Geno Smith is a better quarterback. And to, top it, and to top it off, their defense has been lights out. I yes. know. He has, an elite, he has an elite defense. He has an elite defense. And that is just – you know what? He They got the Jets next week. I think the Jets will beat them by two scores. I, I think the New York Jets will beat them by I two scores. I don't disagree. Look what the Jets just did to the Packers. Mm-hmm. Robert, just, Robert Sala is a them. good coach. He's they building something. Them. 
He the is. Jet, the Jets and Giants are on this trajectory of where they have good front office people, yeah. good coaches, and they're gonna they're gonna and start. I, they're not I gonna win anything. I got Tony figured it out. The Jets this year, their drafting was impeccable. Sauce Gardner is my current pick for rookie of the year. He has mm-hmm. been phenomenal. And not only is he just great on the field, he's just a fun guy. He's got a great presence clearly in the locker room. It's affecting the team. And we cannot forget, Brees Hall has been oh. unbelievable that dude is on for them. Fire. I mean, they are – I honestly think – Big up to Africa. They – they have a hold on. JB said that because he, he's not what? just saying what that was. That was not unwarranted. That was, that was, I was hey. like, no, no, there is a context to that statement. I promise. <laughs> but, but I'm we, we reached the motherland. Oh, it's not our sport. We're taking off, baby. <laughs> But, We're everywhere, oh, Jay. Oh, We're everywhere. I gotta tell you, and I mean, right on. <laughs> I think the Jets right now have a legit shot at not getting only defensive rookie of the year. They might have the offensive rookie of the year too. As far Very as possibly. I'm concerned, the Very only possibly. guy, in my opinion, that has any chance of even possibly beating out Brees Hall is probably Damian Pierce or Chris Olave. Yep. That's it. Those are the yeah. only. I would say those two guys are the only ones in any real competition. To beat, you know, Brees Hall for Rookie of the Year, and, and on the coming, defensive side, Sauce is, as far as I'm concerned, miles ahead of everybody. And it's no disrespect to anybody else; he's just been lights out. I mean, look, I watch Kayvon Thibodeau on a weekly basis, and I love him, but man, Sauce was, is the real deal. Yes. And their special teams, like yeah. we had Mike Westerhoff on that one time. He was a long-time special team. It's almost like he hasn't gone anywhere. <laughs> like, that special Mike is going to be watching. Going, Man, this is and, my favorite. And their front seven is underrated. They the look J- great. Man, it, you know what? It's between y'all and it's between y'all and the Jets. Who's going to be the great. King of New York this year? It's going to be think, between y'all and the Jets. I'm going to make a crazy statement. I think that there is a legit chance all three New York teams make the playoffs this year. There is a legit it's, chance. It's the Giants and Bills, I think, Giants and Bills at this point feel almost like foregone conclusions. And I say that because the Giants are already 5-1. And, one, and, and look at the their schedule. upcoming schedule is a cakewalk. JB and I talked about this. We mentioned it. I, I think I mentioned it last week. JB wasn't here. But JB and I have texted the past two weeks about this consistently. Yeah. Their schedule is Nothing. The Giants it's could so, realistically win. The Giants could be talking about game. in the next. You realize if they, we they could be ten and one easily. You're six and zero. The Dallas game, which yeah. they were in, you're six and zero. Possibly be ten and zero. They'd be ten and zero, and the Eagles have a shot to be undefeated before we play. If we would have beat, you know, I mean, it's insane. This division went from being garbage to really yeah. good all of a sudden. This I division mean, is what we thought the AFC West was going to be. But yeah, it does, it, does help. Has been... it does help that we play the AFC South. You um, know what? You gotta beat and the NFC anyway. North. It, it does help that we play those two divisions. Yeah, but you know but, what? In the AFC you know, North, we gotta beat the Vikings and the Packers. Those are respectable beat, opponents. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not. No, I'm just does, saying, like they're not just beating that nobody. Those are the divisions that we're playing. No, I know. My know. point is the Giants are not beating just nobody teams that no, they are beat, complete garbage. They beat three they're, good teams already. I mean, they just beat the Ravens, and I got to tell you, 
I, they're a they great beat, team. I mean, they, they beat they, three really good teams yeah. at this point. They beat yeah. the Titans, the Packers, and the Ravens. And even if yeah. somebody argues, okay, they, I don't think the Titans are a great team, and they want to make the argument, but just for the sake of argument, if somebody wanted to make the argument that they're not, just because people like to argue, you still beat two great teams, two former MVPs, yes. and one of which is having a phenomenal yes. season in Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you you got to give some credit. I mean, look. and how about that giant defense? Yeah, I, mean, I was just gonna two say two in a row. I was waiting for that defense to yeah, come back. They are I was really waiting. They're good. young. They're young. They're yeah. gonna be around, y'all. They're gonna be around. They got like no vets virtually. You know, I, I, I served with a, I served with a buddy of mine who's a huge Giants fan. He's from Jersey, and he was like, "Man, he told me this years ago." He said, "It's and y'all will probably agree." He said, "It's so hard being a Giants fan. We can never have a dominant season and win the Super Bowl. We gotta like barely sneak in and then get hot." You know, yeah. and considering the last twenty years, that's yeah, been the true. story of the Giants. Absolutely. All you need is nine or ten wins and get in. You know, once we all you need is nine or ten wins. Watch what I say. I'm not saying you're gonna win it all this year. No, you but, know? I don't know. but in fact, I think well, you might even overachieve. The playoffs guaranteed. Yeah, we, I think we you might even overachieve. We are way ahead of my expectations. You're way ahead. Yeah. You can overachieve. I was looking yeah. at five and twelve, six and I mean, six and eleven. I, I, look, I, I, there's something else I do want to talk about after this, and there's plenty of football stuff we want to talk about. But I want to leave my comments that this is last year. The Giants, if I remember correctly, had four wins. The yeah. Giants in week. Going into week seven, already have five. So that's how great this team has been. Yep. And it just proves that great coaching is one of the main Huge. things I think we were missing is just a great coach has taken a team that last year lost quite a few close games that maybe they could have won, right? And let's say maybe had six, seven wins even. You know, I'm not saying they were going to be drastically better, but just a couple extra wins to make you feel better. And you taking them to this year, I've already exceeded last season. Yeah. It, it's, See now, it's great. Yeah. Right now is now is the tough part of the schedule, and yeah. it sounds weird because we're playing the Jaguars, the Lions, the Texans, no, and no. I'm saying it's the tough part of the schedule. Yeah, it's tough because it's still the NFL, and you got to go out there and beat these teams. And now you're and, not playing the and Packers, now the Ravens. Now, yeah, now, now people look at you and say, "Are you for real?" Right, so now yeah. you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm doing this. I'm going to go yeah. out there and play I, my A game I, against the team that doesn't stack up to us. Exactly. And it's not as easy as it sounds. So. No, that's yeah. one of the things I, I always think about. Is I wanted beat, to – Go ahead, Jay. Beat the, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to run something by JB real quick because I don't think he was on this episode when I mentioned it. But, you um, know, you're seeing Daniel Jones – like, Jake, you was there. Yep. You're seeing Daniel Jones and you're seeing the change in him. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on, do you think that it's – because, okay, what it's, what it's reminding me of, essentially, is Alex Smith. Now, Alex Smith was a first-rounder, okay? It wasn't until right around when Harbaugh got there is when he started to get good, you know? And he had so – he had offensive coordinators and coaches since then that was just the wrong fit, and people calling him a bust. And then once he got good, well, I mean, they he started getting to the NFC Championship. He went to the Chiefs. He's getting to the playoffs with them and everything. So you got to think with Daniel Jones, you know, the guy's got wheels. Doesn't have that much of an arm like Adam Smith does, but he's okay, you know. So but now he's got Brian Dable, you know. At his peak, can this man be Alex Smith? No, I'm still not sold on Daniel Jones. Let him let him prove to me that he he could do it. If That's, he does, I give him all the credit in the world. That's what I you said, listen. right? I said True. after the Super Bowl, I said Matthew Stafford did what he had to do. Great for him. 
But let Daniel Jones show me something right now. It's not him that's won these games. It was the defense. He doesn't have receivers, really. So I'm not going to say, you know, he has – or an offensive line. Or an offensive line, exactly. But they they are making improvements, so – but I'm still not sold on him. He's not losing you games, though. He's lost you a ton of games. He's not losing you games this year. That's got to count for something. That was the core of my argument is, look, if we're going to continue to win games with him next year, if you know we choose to re-sign him, I'll re-sign him if it means winning games. If it means winning some games, yeah. If it means to win games. If he's the best option, yes. If he's the best option. I'm cool with it. Listen, they could have got that guy, Bailey Zappi. He was available for many ah. rounds. Yeah. And, you know, if you, I don't know if anyone knows the South Florida Tribune, which we work with. You know, uh, Scott was all over that guy. I got to give him credit because yeah. when we I did the draft show with him, he goes, look out for this young quarterback. You know, he's he threw for a ridiculous number of yards. He's, I gotta he's tell a you, sleeper. He looks so, better than Mac Jones right now. Yes, he I'm does. Just, just saying, honest, someone's got to say he, do, do he does look better than Mac Jones, you know. I mean, you uh, – and I, I know with – if you look at your history, man, you know, and I know some people are going to have their thoughts about Eli, but if you really think about it, y'all hadn't really won a quarter uh, a Super Bowl with an elite quarterback. I'm talking about someone that was consistently, like, yeah, in the top I, five. I, 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 I won't Fields, I, I mean, Phil Simms, but you also won with Hostetler when he got hurt. That's very true. Sims wasn't elite. Uh, I don't know if I'd no. say that. Montana. Sims was very good, but was he a top five at that time period or no, any time in his career? Montana. No, I wouldn't say top five. I would say yeah, top ten so, probably. I would yeah, probably say so in those seasons. I'd have to go I back and look. Elite. But I would say top ten probably still. Yeah, yeah very good. Ten, He's but, good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But look, you know what? The Giants, if anybody knows anything about them, they're a defensive team. They always have been yes. always will be. That's what wins them. Cha- I mean, defense wins championships, but especially for the New York Giants. I mean, you, you know, hear so that? Like, Media not- and fans, defense wins championships. I don't want to hear nothing about, well, you got to have – listen, we know you got to have all sides of the ball, okay? If you don't have a defense, if you can't stop a nosebleed, you're not winning nothing. You're That's not true. winning anything. I want everyone out here at home and watching this telecast to hear what my man Jake just said. <laughs> defense wins championships. Offense just sells tickets. What feels that trophy case? Defense. That's true. That's true. Yes. Um, but, all right, so and- – how long till Nathaniel Hackett gets fired? Oh God! Come on, could you? I'm, I, seriously, I give him the, two weeks from now, three weeks. I, no, I, I give him to the end of the season because they won't fire because it's his first year, and that is the only reason he's going to survive. But oh, I think right. he needs to be fired. I, I think end of the season needs to be gone. He's, I heard. I heard a, he's terrible. He's. I heard a theory. He's useless. I hate to say I heard, it, he's useless. I heard a theory earlier that. Nathaniel Hackett, I don't know if he was expected to come to the Broncos to succeed. I heard a theory earlier, and it makes so much sense. Is is it that he was bait? He was hired to lure Aaron Rodgers, then Aaron Rodgers stayed in Green Bay. Hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know that it's an unreasonable thought. I I mean, listen. The way this NFL is, the way it works, which we'll talk about what I mean in a minute. Nothing would surprise me at this point. I don't. Yeah. I, who's who's the worst team to watch at this point of the year? The Indianapolis Colts or man. the Denver Broncos? The Denver Broncos. Broncos because they have the higher expectations. I think. I think I, I would say for that reason, the the you know. Colts had some expectations, but I think they were a little bit more tempered. Like you know, you knew they you wanted them to be good, and you thought playoffs, but I don't think you thought. 
they were going to be super elite. And more importantly, you didn't think their quarterback was going to be elite. You thought Matt Ryan might be solid and he'd play well enough. And Jonathan Taylor would kind of continue to carry that team, plus a good defense. But Russell Wilson and the Broncos, I mean, that was the story. And they have stunk it up. So I yeah. think for me, it's it's those expectations that make them so disappointing. Excuse me, and so much worse to watch right now. Far so and away, it's the Broncos. But go Washington. ahead, JV. I'm sorry. Buffalo's win over Kansas City. Does it mean anything? Yeah. You know what it means? Yeah. It means that, A, they can beat them, which just, I think for Buffalo, it's kind of a confidence booster. You know, the last time you played them, you lost. It, it kind of helps uh, heal the wound, if you will. But more importantly, it actually does mean something because if the two end up with the same record at the end of the season, Buffalo gets the advantage of having the number one seed. Yep. That, yeah. is, that is a legit impact that it, w- it could make. If they end up tying in record, they'll have a head-to-head matchup. So yeah. it actually could become really impactful down – you know, yeah. the last couple of weeks, those wins could become extra valuable if you're trying to get the number one seed. But so. even then, you still have to have so much happen for it to even get to that scenario. Oh, of course. Um, I, I, Me personally, I believe it doesn't change nothing for Kansas City. They're still running away with the AFC West. They, they, they're lucky Buffalo ain't in the division. That's all they meant. No, Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes is still going to do his thing. And he's still going to run roughshod no. all over the division. It's not going to be tough like we said it was going to be all offseason. No. They're far and away the class of the division. They're going to take it this year, the AFC West. Um, all, all, all it is is, is is just they're still going to win a division. So, yeah. you know. Like I said, I think it's just a confidence boost for Josh Allen and that Buffalo team saying, look, we can beat these guys. They're not, next, they're not unbeatable. Next question for you. The Miami Dolphins. Oh, boy. Right. Since Tua got injured with his back injury. Um, you mean concussion? Yes. You know, the back injury. Of course. Of course. Right. Their team has been in a tailspin. You know, they lost to Cincinnati, which a game, if they would have started Bridgewater originally, a game played with him as the quarterback, they could have very easily won. I mean, I won't say they would have yeah. won, but it could have. they could have won. They could have. You know, but since then, they're in a tailspin right now. I mean, how bad of a decision does that look now? And, and how much better do they make me look, as I said, what exactly what would happen? Well, I think – I just want to make this point. You know, they lost to the Jets, right? They lost to the Jets it's not, not because loss. their offense stunk. Like, they could be 4-2 and two right now, and it would be a lot better than 3-3. Three and three. They lost to the Jets because they gave up 40 points. Mm-hmm. Their defense looked terrible. Okay, and then this last weekend against the Vikings, I mean, look, fine. The Vikings are actually Still offensively a, a pretty solid team, and, you know, the offense didn't look great. But I really just hearken back to that, uh, that Jets game. That's the big one. I mean, all right, fine. You lose to the Bengals, and it happens. At least you lose to a good team. And the Vikings, who are, I think, you know, actually have a chance at winning that division, another, offensively speaking, a pretty solid team. The Jets, I mean, look, the Jets are not bad. We just talked about it. I think they're actually a pretty good team. But to lose 40-17 to 17 to the Jets, to lose that to anybody is – That's kind of a statement game for the Jets if you think And it's about great. It. But to lose 40-17 yeah. to 17 to any team is just like – It is. It, it makes you look putrid. But looking yeah. at it now, it's not a bad loss because look at no. the Jets. No, you but I, I, mean? think, I think their defense letting up 40 points is pretty rough. And that's, it, is, it is pretty that's rough. That's the problem. It is. It is pretty rough. Like they just look like. And you know what? For all we know, maybe that was just that one game. Everyone has that one game yeah. where they look like they don't belong on the field. It is. Yeah. What it is. There might be an outlier. For all we know. 
listen, it's the NFL. Any team can win any week. We all know that. We see it all the time. You know, it's the way the league works. You can't, Dolphins, there's no such thing as a gimme. That's why what I said earlier about the Giants, they have to get up to play all these games. This is a scary part of the schedule because if they don't do what they need to do, you know, all this means nothing. The good news is for the Dolphins, their next five games are what I consider to be pretty easy wins. Steelers, Lions, Bears, Browns, Texans. I don't think any of those games are games that as long as Tua is healthy and playing, or even honestly Teddy Bridgewater realistically, because he's a serviceable backup. He's one of those guys that mm-hmm. he's probably the best backup you could have on any given team. It's pretty good. Um, those are all games that they should certainly win. Um, whether they will or won't is to be found out. I mean, you know, should and will are obviously two different things. That's why we play the game like JVU was saying, but the Dolphins should be eight and three after the next five games. But I don't know. We're gonna find out what happens. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I mean, defense has got to play better, regardless. I mean, I will say, like as far as the Texans, our records are record, but we have been in every game no, this year. You're right. Hey. We've been. We have been in every no. game this year. So right. even that looks like the toss up. Like I think the Giants. I think y'all will get us. It'll be close. But the Dolphins, we can realistically beat them. So what what's stopping the Texans from winning? Because when you're at that point, you know, generally what happens, and I've seen it year after year in the NFL, a team that does that, the next year is going to make a big leap. But what's stopping you guys from doing it this year? Finishing games and inexperience. You know, pretty much that's what it is. You know, like the Texans are like my Rockets right now. We're young and inexperienced. And, you know, it's crazy because whenever you are a very young team, and you're on the field with veterans, and y'all are going punch for punch. Sometimes you forget, I'm not supposed to be hanging with these boys. Right. And the second you think that, you take a few steps back, and then all of a sudden, they finish the game on you, you know? Um, yeah. That's one thing about being an underdog is they don't they don't know that they're not supposed to beat you, you know? Um, yeah. But with the Texans, I th- my main thing is this, is, is we just got to finish games. You know, yeah. we have to play all 60 Minutes. There's no bones about it. The yeah. defense, I'm loving the defense. They're flying all over the place. Uh, Stingley got his first interception. Peaches got two picks. You know, uh, we have a, a young, awesome uh, – well, we have a young, awesome defensive core. Uh, receivers, not so much. Our best receivers like Nico Collins, you know. Uh, Damian, uh, oh, and yeah, I'm sorry, and yeah, Brandon. Come Cook, on. You know? uh, yeah, I can't forget about Cooks. But uh, Damian Pierce is the Texans offense. Oh, he's – Bottom line, he's, he's the Texans' offense. That's, you know? I think that's the difference between a team like the Giants and the Texans is their teams actually, the way they're based, are pretty similar. Their running back is very important. Mm-hmm. Their defense is pretty solid, and it's their, it's a lot of their lifeblood. The quarterback is okay. He'll do enough to not lose a game, but right. they're not going to win games because of him necessarily. Receivers are good, but the difference is the Texans have struggles towards the end of the game, finishing the game. The Giants this nice. year, as opposed to past years especially, their best quarter actually – has been the fourth quarter. They've been been the fourth quarter. You you can't touch them. The defense has stepped up. The offense plays better in the fourth quarter, but more importantly, yeah, the defense is just – it becomes like the 85 Bears. You can't do anything against them. They're just insane. No, you can't. Yeah. And you force force who a lot of people are saying are the best quarterback, is the best quarterback in the league right now, to -to back-to-back turnovers. Yeah, that's that's hard to do. Let's go to the NFC North. Right. Bigger surprise, the Vikings with one loss, the Packers losing to both New York teams back-to-back week, or the Bears 
God only knows what the heck they did against the Commanders that they lost that game. You know, I just threw that one in because I can't believe that happened. After this, we got to talk about something else. But JL, you take yeah. this one from um, the Bears. That was just horrible play calling. But what else do you expect? So that's not like a shot. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're just. They're, I know Justin Fields can they're play better, the but they're not exactly setting them up for success neither. Right now, they just the Bears. I'm sure. You know, shout out to uh, Jacob Kristner. I'm sure he can attest to that. You know. Um, the big, see, I would say the bigger shot is Minnesota. And here's why, even though, and and until, because history has shown us the same thing. I don't care how old this man gets until he shows me. Otherwise I'm looking at ass. It's just a few slip ups early in the season, but Rogers is still going to pick it up and win that division. The surprise actually is uh, probably Minnesota. I expected them to be probably about three and three at this point, but they're balling. They're five and one. You know, like I said, I still have the Packers winning that division. Uh, however, uh, the Vikings they can get a wild card. I mean, I'm not mad at them. It might come down between them and the Giants for a wild card. I, I yeah. gotta go with with the Packers just because the Giants weren't supposed to win that game, and then they did, and that was cool. And then the Jets weren't supposed to win that game, especially at Green Bay. And then they did. That is, I mean, I get Aaron Rodgers is he's struggling without his receivers, but I don't know what they're doing because the identity of this team right now should be run the football, run, run, run. When you have AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, I don't know what more you could possibly need to do other than hand out the ball and run, run it sixty times. I don't care. I don't care if you become predictable. Those guys are great. So for me, I think it's a little more disappointing and surprising because they're not making the smart plays, in my opinion. They're just they're trying to force Rodgers to carry the team, and it doesn't take a genius to tell you when you have two what widely are considered one of you know one of the greatest running back tandems in the league at the moment, right? You know, two one that's definitely elite in Aaron Jones, and some would consider an elite backup, and honestly, kind of a one B to Aaron Jones. And AJ Dillon, I don't know why you're not feeding them the rock. I don't know what you're what you're looking yeah. to do. I mean, this receiving Doesn't core is sense. not great. But I, you know, I had figured the the Vikings were going to have a bounce back here. Uh, it looked like they just yeah. stopped playing because they have a I, lot. I of love Kevin guys. O'Connell, by the way. Mm-hmm. He, yes, he's, they had he's, all... he's a great guy. We, we we talked about the Super Bowl, yes. JB. He was yes. he, he's he's great. a really he really is a great, great guy. guy. I mean, and they have a yeah. lot of the same core that yeah. they had when they were a really good team a few years ago. So to me, it looks like you know after a while. Coaches get stale. Their style gets stale. You just you don't can't produce anymore with the same team, and it happens. And I kind of had a feeling they were going to bounce back. I've said it before. The Packers, though, they're surprising me. I figured they were going to still win the division. I think Minnesota had a shot at a wild card, but what is going on in Green Bay? I mean, the coaching is horrible. You know, Aaron Rodgers is worried about hosting Jeopardy. He's growing his hair to be a hippie. You know, he's going to walk the earth in, in sandals in about two minutes. I don't know what's going on there. I don't think that they're Aaron Rodgers being this. Aaron Rodgers. I don't yeah. think they're coming back from this, guys. Uh, you know, I'm you not know arguing it could be. It could very well be. It could very well be. Teams are figuring out. If you the take only, 12 out the game, there's not much else after that. The only way they're coming Super Bowl back. Out of him. The only Green way Bay. they're coming back is if they trade for a receiver at the deadline. That is their only chance. Otherwise, they only give up. Tra- I mean, if you're going to Carolina and trying to get DJ Moore, which is a possibility, you trade some draft picks. I mean, they, they, you know, that's uh, it's just a suggestion, but 
it's certainly possible. Carolina sounds like they're doing a bit of a fire sale. But even um, still, like with the recent history, the history period, JB alluded to it. One Super Bowl, okay? One Super Bowl and four hey, MVPs. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're gonna bounce back. You know, I'm, but I, it's been the same. You get to the playoffs and remember, y'all, Aaron Rodgers wanted, he wanted a playoff game in Lambeau. He wanted an NFC championship game at Lambeau. He got it. He failed. He wanted a snow game in the playoffs. He wanted it. He got it. He failed. At what point do you look at number 12? Never because it's, he's Aaron Rodgers. Is he as elite as what he says? I mean, Tom Brady's crashing down to earth right now in Tampa. Nobody, yeah. nobody would dare talk the way we're talking about Rodgers to him because Tom Brady went out there and won. He didn't care where he played. He was a he's a winner. Aaron Rodgers, not so much. That's very and there's people with and that's people that look you straight in the face and say Aaron Rodgers is better than Brady. That's like dead that's serious. Probably already done it. You're right. So all right, one more topic. <laughs> I gotta bring this up, and I can't believe we haven't brought this up already. I, I got a couple things I gotta mention about it. Before we can even talk about this, because we've got about 10-ish minutes. Dan Snyder has, in the past, like, not even a week, I have one, two, three, like, four things dating back, starting on Thursday and stuff from today, from Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder has done a couple of very stupid things, and he's going to lose his team very quickly. I'm going to tell you why. Number one, Dan Snyder last week said, NFL can't F with me. Can't curse, not you know, can't curse on family-friendly show. Said, Commander's owner told an associate he has enough dirt on other NFL owners to blow up the league. That's great. And then the next, actually the same day, very shortly after, you find out, oh, by the way, what else did he do? This was last Thursday this found out. Reporters say that Commander's owner hired private investigators to look into NFL owners, including Jerry Jones. Tell me that doesn't sound like somebody that's ready to lose his team because he knows they're about to. But then it gets better. Today, Colts owner Jim Ursay says, I believe there's merit to removing him as owner. And then also said, I think potentially there will be enough. And he was talking about if there's going to be enough votes to remove him as owner. And then lastly, today, they put out a statement about what Mr. Ursay said. And to summarize what he said was... Uh, he called it falsehoods in the media. He says it is unfortunate that Mr. Ursay decided to go public with his statements today while an investigation is in the process. The commanders have made remarkable progress over the past two years. That is a pun- That's just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo garbage to me when I hear that. I hate mm-hmm. that he, said, he even thinks that's true. That's just not true. This team's a mess. Um, and he, he ultimately says that they're going to find nothing and there is no reason for the Snyders to consider selling the franchise, and they will not. They end it with, and they won't. They will not be selling the franchise. Guys, does Dan Snyder live in a fantasy world that he thinks he can just say what he wants, do what he wants, have no repercussions, and just keep the team, despite being notorious for being one of the worst owners in not only football, but just all of sports? What kind of dirt does he have? If he's got if he's got the goods, maybe he can. You know, there's a it's a billion dollar industry. Each team in the NFL, I'm pretty sure, is worth almost a billion dollars, Jake. There ain't nobody that wants to give that up. So if he's got the goods, he could stay right where he is. There ain't nobody that's gonna say I to know. me that's a bunch of smoke and mirrors, I think. A, I mean, I think and me 
in my opinion, I, I, I look at it like this. Number one, it's that old generation, that old school mentality of ownership. Wealth makes you bulletproof or has you thinking you're bulletproof. I was going to say, you know? makes you think you're bulletproof. I don't know yeah. what they are. Yeah, it makes you think. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and listening to Dan Snyder, and Dan, Dan Snyder I'm going to actually bring up two of my favorite movies. Now, I don't know if any of you have seen New Jack City. I'm pretty sure JB has. Okay? Of course. What did Nino Brown say at the end in the courtroom? He said, if I'm going down, I'm taking all you with me. Then, let's shift it to training day. What did Alonzo Harris say when he was surrounded by the gangsters? I'm putting cases on all you. Dan Snyder, if he's going to go down, he's going to put holes in that ship. He's gonna he, he's gonna put the he's gonna drop the anchor on the ship just so it can sink. He is not gonna go down by himself. He's and not I'm, gonna go down by himself. Bernie I guarantee you. They vote him out. Yes. I'm not talking about Bernie Williams. Exactly. He he's not. If he ends up going down, he will not be the only one that goes down. Mark my words. That's he funny. will not be the only one that goes. Again, down. I ask to you: Does he live in a fantasy world? where he thinks he can just get away with saying and doing whatever he wants. Because, well, yes, of course, I understand he can take others with him. Jake, but does what, he just, country, just, what country have you lived in the last <laughs> 10 years? And I'm not going to say anything about any side because it goes on both sides. Have you not read a newspaper? Have you not watched any of the news? It's not just Daniel Snyder. It's the whole world. Everyone thinks hey, they can just say and do what they want. That's fine. But this is getting ridiculous. I mean, he has been in the news more than any other owner, probably. He is – this team is such a mess, and I'm so glad that they're in last place because it is just – to me, that is – the commanders being in last place in the NFC East, while everybody else has a minimum of four wins in that division, is just emblematic of how bad, how horrible their run they are. It's just to me. It's it's the perfect unintended symbolism for a team, and I love watching it. <clears throat> I I I pray that Dan Snyder has to sell that team because I'm you know what? Because you know what it means to me it means we'll lose Jerry Jones, we'll probably lose Robert Kraft, we'll lose all the owners nobody likes. It'll oh, right. even the, the, the one man that the one man that commented on him, Robert Ursay, that cokehead. Yeah, him. Ursay, yeah. <laughs> and you know, know what? It's it's <laughs> not going to happen though because they all keep everything quiet. This is all going to happen behind the scenes. You know how this comes out? You need a whistleblower. You need someone that's got you know the, but, the but cojones if be to the bring everything out. If someone's going to do it, I think it's Dan Snyder because he's just so <laughs> insane. Have you heard him speak? I mean, yeah. he threatened to to blow up the league with what he's got to say. He clearly yeah. doesn't care what happens. He's willing uh, to say, like, oh, if whatever. If you were the commissioner and he comes out and says that, why wouldn't you just suspend him for life right then and there? You could still own the team. You're yeah. not to go because on the property. Think, but you know what? But what does he have? To, what grounds does he have to suspend him on? On, That's detrimental to the league. He's threatening to destroy his the property, league, yeah. the property of all the, the owners. Yeah, I agree. But so, you know what? Have bye you, bye. But but have you met Roger? Because hey, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. If Jay said I'm going to blow up sidelines, you know what? But you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen if he suspends him. If he if he suspends him, <laughs> what's going to happen is 
That's when he's going to come out and say, all right, I'm going to say what I wanted to say now. No, because he's still on the team, and it would make the NFL look like they're good. He doesn't care. He, the problem okay. with him, if, you, if you've ever listened to Snyder, if you've seen what he says, he is very much, you know, myself against the world. Yeah. And anything that puts him in a lesser position of power, whether suspending him for life or taking the team away or even suspending him for a small amount of time, or, or finding him too much. Anything could just tick him off. He's like a ticking time bomb. But you and it's just a matter of what's going to set him off. You can't govern out of fear. You have to govern out of I what understand, to be done. But I'm saying... And inaction if, leads but, to much no, worse my point is this. That if, leads us to where we if, are now. If you're not afraid of him saying these things, because whether you suspend him or force him to sell his team, right, those comments are likely coming in either of those two events that we just described, whether it's selling the team or suspending him for however long, why not just make him sell the team then? Because if if he's going to blow up the league anyway, right? If he, if if any way he is going to say what he's got to say and do what he's going to do, why not just get him out of the league? There could be two different things that he has. Um, it could be he has something to do with the concussion case. And if that's the case, the NFL's out of business if they're lying about that. That is yeah. huge. Yeah. That's huge. So if that if it's something to do with that, they gotta keep him quiet. Agreed. And the other option would be is if it's something that could cost them the antitrust exemption. That's also a lot true. of money. Mm. So those two things, if it if it messes up either one of those two things, listen, whatever Daniel Snyder wants, they gotta come up all Thirty-one of them got to say, "What can we do to keep him happy?" Keep him happy. You know? Yep. Yeah. It's Anything just... else he comes out with, one or two owners may be in trouble. But you know, those are the only two possible things I can think of. You know, unless there's something that's absurd that's happening. But those are the two that, I, off the top of my head, I could see something in the background already being there where you know I, something right. could happen. I'm just yeah. saying, if they make if they make the wrong move, he's going to come out and say what he wants anyway. And so you know what. Silence him. Well, you know what? But the way I see that, and the only issue with that is, if they do it, it's you know, it's it's the court of public opinion at that point. And I know the league can handle it. I understand that. That's not even the point of what I'm going to say. Um, but you know, if they do that, it's it's almost an admission of guilt at that point. And it's not it not it is not for certain admission of guilt because they didn't say anything. It's just an action. But I think in the, you know, like I said, that that court of public opinion, that is what they're saying is, yeah, he's got dirt on us and he's right that it could screw us up severely. So we're going to let him stay so he doesn't come out with it. And it's just going to make the the public wonder more and dig deep yeah. to try and find it out on their own. And at that point, you might as well just let it come out. If, Even just if, the, the action or the yeah. inaction uh, is an admission of guilt because it's like, oh, well, a couple of weeks ago, y'all were all for voting this cat out. And all of a sudden, 31 yeah. of you are silent. Not even 10 of you. Right. Not even right. 5 of you the same thing. All of you went radio all silent of a sudden, at once. This, oh, I'm wiping my hands clean. You know? mm-hmm. yes. One of the two things I said, it just makes sense. Anything else, they could get through. Those two mm-hmm. things. If it's one of those two, they're especially in deep the trouble. concussion thing. Ooh, and, and they're already in, they've been in hot water for years they're and years about the concussion thing. Man, if Daniel Snyder knows something, yep, could, that's what you know. Yeah, I gotta sell my team. Huh. I guess the USFL is gonna be king from now on. 
<laughs> just imagine if it, if golf a bit it had to do with that. You know, you're right. The, the NFL is no longer hey, there. Hey, they're, they're done. Only mm. time will tell, gentlemen. Only time will tell. All right, we got about a minute left, so let's wrap this up, Jay. As always, I'm gonna give it to you first. Where can they find you? All right. Uh, appreciate you all having me on the show. You know, it's always great, you know, showing up on Sideline Sports and talking with you boys, you know. So um, so we are on a break from Confidential, everyone. So uh, we actually will have a one-off episode uh, in November, about the week after the uh, World Series, to do kind of a World Series recap. It'll be probably about a 30-minute show or something. Or maybe JB wants to go three hours. I don't know. You know, but um, – but yeah, uh, stay tuned for that. We'll we'll make more announcements on that. We'll also do uh, one episode uh, a month, lead up to February spring training. We'll come back awesome. full force. We're also gonna have a new time, so we're not gonna be going on at bedtime anymore. We're going to be appreciate y'all staying up though, but we're gonna be going on at a um, at an earlier more reasonable time. hour. You know, reasonable hour. Uh, right. Also, uh, pundits pundit on Wednesdays. Myself. Uh, Jacob, Scott Morgan, Rod, and uh, Jen Matthews-Lewis, and we talk about the real deep, tough conversations surrounding sports, throwing a little history in there also. Also, mm-hmm. the gauntlet on Fridays, 8 p.m. Eastern, myself, Dom, JJ, James. Um, polls will go up tomorrow on Twitter for uh, Player of the Week, so please tune in to uh, my Twitter. That's at Millennial13, N-E-L-L-I-N-E-L-1-3, and you'll see the poll on there, so please vote. And then also basketball on Sunday. Myself, Dom, Jacob, Scott, and Will Vogel. Shout out to Will Vogel. Happy birthday, brother. Um, I'll see you. Or I'll, I'll probably text you or something. But, you know, yeah, happy birthday. Hope you're enjoying your day, man. And grow your beard out. You know, something that this man with the goatee can't do. JB. JB underscore the program. I'm not going to be that long. So, listen, tomorrow night, got three shows. J&J Sports Express at 7, South Florida, uh, tribute at nine of the sports exchange, both sides of the coin at 11. In between, what am I going to be doing? Just making sideline sports better, like we all do. Love I'll it. see you next Tuesday, Jake. Everybody, just look at the bottom of the screen. You got sideline sports, all our stuff sideline sport one. We got YouTube and Facebook, sideline sports, app podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, all that good stuff. Sideline sports online, just look us up. DBTV, all the good stuff everywhere you can find us. And everybody, have a good one, and we'll see you on the next one. Hi, I'm Lessa Godet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.